Join Dr. Zach Williams and Flat Creek Baptist Church as we dive deeper into God's Word in this podcast titled New Horizons. Thank you so much for joining me for another day, another episode of New Horizons. Isn't this wonderful? Just the opportunity we have every day to worship the Lord Jesus Christ together, to dive deep into His Word together, to give our heart, our life, our souls to Him. Friends, I hope today that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. I recognize that not everybody listening to this program today, whether it be by podcast or by radio, that you may, not everybody listening is saved. You may be right now riding through the, the streets of Gainesville, Georgia, scanning through your radio, hearing my voice for the very first time. You may have just heard somebody tell you about these podcasts that we have every day called New Horizons. And you may just want to tune in and see what's going on. I want to invite you right here at the very beginning of this time to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not know him, I encourage you to give your life to him today. He died for you. He rose from the grave and he's coming back. If you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ did all those things, then I encourage you today to put your faith in him and be saved and come into a saving relationship with him. Saying those things, I'm going to continue today with our conversation on the church. We've been doing this now for some time. And just talking about the church, being a called out assembly, talking about what it, what, what it looks like to be a part of the church yesterday, even going so far as to talk about how you cannot separate Jesus from his bride. And how you, if you say you love Jesus, you must love his bride. You can't say you hate the church and love Jesus. They, they go hand in hand. And so we've been talking about the church. And as I said yesterday, I want you to know I love the church. And so today, I know many of you love the church. Many of you are a part of a local church. And today, I want to address the following topic. How do you know that Jesus is in your church? How do you know that Jesus is in your church? You may be attending a church right now. And believe it or not, Jesus may not be a part of it. You might not like to hear that. But let me remind you of the book of Revelation chapter 3. In the book of Revelation chapter 3, Jesus is where? In writing the church at Ephesus, or writing the church at Laodicea, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now there are some evangelists and some of those who are out there who, 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 who make this an image of Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. But that's really not what Jesus is writing there. Although it can be applied that way, Jesus is actually saying, I'm knocking on the door of the church, wanting in. Just a few letters before that to the church at Ephesus, Jesus is in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, which are the churches. He says, I'm in the midst. I'm in the church. Seven letters later, the church at Laodicea, the lukewarm church, Jesus says, now I'm on the outside knocking, wanting in. Will you let me in? You may not like to hear it, but Jesus may not be in your church today. As a matter of fact, you may have run him out a long time ago and you may be a part of a church that's just absolutely dead. So how do you know that Jesus is in your church? Well, let me read a text to you today. This comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 14 through verse 17. The blind and the lame came to Jesus in the temple complex and he healed them. When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did and the children 
shouting in the temple complex, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant and said to him, do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus told them. Have you never read? You have prepared praise from the mouth of children and nursing infants. Then he left them, went out to the city of Bethany, and spent the night there. How do you know that Jesus is in your church? Well, I believe this text gives us three ways we can know Jesus is in our church. Number one, we can know Jesus is in our church if we see changed people. We know Jesus is in our church if we see changed people. What does the Bible say? Verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple complex and he healed them. Let me remind you, Jesus is in the temple complex. So he's there. He's present. And what takes place? The blind and the lame came to him and he healed them. Friends, they were changed people in this place because Jesus were there. Can't you see the lame leaping as they walk away? Can't you see the blind seeing as they exclaim and worship God for what he has done in their lives? Friends, if you go to a church today, and nobody's being baptized, nobody's being healed, nobody's being changed. Divorces or marriages aren't being restored and, 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 uh, and addicts aren't coming to Christ and having their chains broken. If you're going to a church and people are not being changed, then friends, Jesus is not there. That comes from scripture. The second way we know that Jesus is in our church is this, that children are present. What does he say? When the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonders that he did, so they could not deny it, and the children shouting in the temple complex, Hosanna to the son of David. So not only are there changed people, but there are children who are present. You know, many times people make the comment, I love seeing children around the church. That just ensures the next generation that's coming up is going to be a part of the church. And amen. Is there anything more precious than seeing a child come to church on a Sunday morning? Friends, I don't know of much. When you look out there in the crowd, the audience, you see those little kids coming in. They've got their little dresses and their little ties on. And they're sitting with mom and daddy and they're coloring and they're drawing. And boy, when it comes time to sing and praise, you know, they have their hands up or they might be dancing and, and, and they have a smile on their face and they're loving on their parents and they're making sounds and crying. Friends, don't get aggravated at those things. How many times is there a child sitting in front of you in churches that's acting up, maybe getting a little agitated and it or aggravated and it aggravates you? How many, how many times do you look across the aisle and see that, that little child, you know, drawing something and you think to yourself, that kid ought to be paying attention. How many times is a child dancing in front of you and you say, somebody needs to tell that child to stop? Friends, don't. Why? Because when you have children in your church, that means that Jesus is there. I'm, I'm, I praise God for the fact that here at Flat Creek Baptist, there are children that are present. We have children running all over the place. And I love every one of those little children. And I pray today that you love children in your church as well. So, so, so we know that Jesus is in our church because they're changed people, number one. Number two, because children are there. But then number three, we know that 
that Jesus is in the church when criticism is persist, persistent. What do they say? The chief priests and the scribes, when they saw the wonders, when they saw the children shouting, they were indignant. And they said, do you not hear what these children are saying? And Jesus said to them, have you ever read? You have prepared praise from the mouths of children and nursing infants. Criticism is persistent. You know, there are some people, they complain, complain, complain. Every time the doors of the church are open, the lights aren't bright enough, the music's too loud, the carpet's not the right color, the preacher preaches too short, he preaches too long, he's a little bit flat and boring, the music wasn't the the style that I like. We didn't take up enough money. We're spending money on the wrong things. You know, what does that person wear? Can't believe that person did this. Can't believe that person did that. Why isn't that person in Sunday school? And you get out of the church and you complain, 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 complain. This is what I learned a long time ago. If you're a pastor or if you're a member of a church, and there's somebody in your church that's always, always complaining about every little thing in the church. And boy, they could be a thorn in your flesh, can't they? Say two words to them. Thank you. Now that might sound funny. You might say, why would I say thank you? They're driving me crazy. They're, 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 they're constantly criticizing. Say thank you. Because let me remind you, friends, that the enemy will always war against anything that God is doing. And if God is moving in your church and Jesus is present in your church and is evidenced by changed people and children, then you can rest assured the enemy's fighting as well and there's going to be criticism. And so for those who are criticizing, just say thank you. Because of them, there's actual proof that Jesus is in your church. Because if the enemy's not fighting, we're doing something wrong.